0: Welcome to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. I'm your host, Tim Reed. And once again, I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast. Well guys, it has been a little while since Grant Falco has been on the show, and I wanted to bring him back because... Today's topic is something that I actually get asked about a lot. How do I start to create digital tools in my business if we have been relying on analog systems for you know the last couple decades and, and, and we know we need to start somewhere? And, and Grant's going to be perfect for this because he's been on the show quite a bit and, and you've heard him talk about some of the amazing things he's doing. But what's, what's really cool is that Grant actually still uses a lot of analog tools and and more and more his business has converted digital where it makes sense but he's not somebody that just switches to digital because it's digital he actually looks at you know what's going to be better what are the pros and cons of doing this by hand versus versus having a digital system and I think that there's going to be a lot here. We we dive deep and and you're definitely going to want to get out a pen and paper for this. You might want to listen to the episode twice because we are going to throw a lot of different digital tools at you, but I, I think it's going to be worth it. I, I really believe that you can slowly start to put these things in place and it will make a big difference for your business. Now, I, I tell this story in the in the episode, but when I first started in in this industry, the, the first company I worked for, I didn't have a website and everything was written up by hand. You know, we had a bunch of binders on the wall to, to look up part numbers. And, uh, and that was that, you know, the second company that I worked for, we were a multi-store operation, still didn't have a computer system. Everything was by hand, you know, carbon copied, but we would use the fax machine a lot. And we had this intricate process of, how we'd mark up a, a PO. Sometimes we'd use a Sharpie. Sometimes we'd use a pen so that it could, it could go to the right place, get faxed to the warehouse. And and those those systems worked you know, a, a while ago. But what's amazing now is that there are digital tools that that can make your life a heck of a lot easier. And my belief, I, I actually, I, I use a combination of analog and digital tools in my personal life. Like when I do my weekly reviews on on Sunday nights, I actually, I, I physically write it down because there's something about that analog process for me that, that makes me connect to it more, makes me think and internalize the physical writing. Um, it, it just shapes my thought process. And that's an example of an, of an analog you know system that at least in my life, I don't, I don't think needs to be replaced. It's very healthy. But there's other things when it comes to communication and, and managing information where man, digital just makes a boatload of sense. So if you've been wondering where do I start? Right? My whole company is analog or my boss, they can't give this up. They can't give up the fax machine or, you know, whatever it is. Have them listen to this episode because this is going to give you some baby steps to take. I have some thoughts that we will circle back on at the end, but in the meantime, I hope you enjoy this conversation. Joining me from Spokane, Washington is the co-founder of the Firetime Network and Firetime Magazine. I'm here today with Grant Falco. Grant, this is the first time I've ever been able to introduce
1: you that way. Yeah, you shocked me. My eyes got w- very wide when you said that, and I love hearing that. It's exciting. I know. I'm, yeah, it sounds, it sounds really good. Maybe it you does. can announce me like that sometime. I will definitely try. I'll try to do it with the same amount of passion too.
0: All right. Well, hey, man, uh, super excited to have you back on the podcast. It's been a little while since you've been on. And I think that today's topic is one that's very, very relevant. I remember last year we were walking around the trade show in New Orleans, and I remember Jordan Graves talking to us about are you ever going to do an episode on making a transition from analog to digital and the tools that your business uses? And that's not the first request that we've had. We've had a number of people ask about it. And so today, you know, I want to have a conversation with you just to talk about some really basic tools. We're like, if a business is listening to this, that is fully analog there might be just like one or two really simple things they could do to make their lives easier and if you're a company that's you know more advanced on the digital spectrum that there's some nuggets here as well that you could take away
1: yeah you know tim i I come from a company that's been around for a long time and and been doing this a long time and uh we are definitely slow to change. So even when I came in eight years ago, I was kind of shocked at how analog we were. And over the last years, we've definitely made a ton of decisions to go digital and, and man, I, I can sympathize with the companies that are out there still running on analog and I can, I can relate. It's worked. It's what you've done and it's gotten to, you to a certain point. But we are at a time now where it's necessary to change and and Tim, we know this, but it's necessary to change because it makes your life easier, and that's yeah, talk about that grant like so why I mean I think that there is some there's a lot of resistance of like
0: well, digital's like just what like the young people do or like it, it it's worked so far, like why am I going to fix what's broken like why does there need to be a shift now?
1: Well, I think that there has been we have needed a shift for a while and we are all reluctant. And I, and I put myself included. I think with recent events with COVID, I think it's exponentially sped up. And I think that for us, and the example that I, I think of often is I was speaking maybe even just a year ago or two years ago, two years ago. And I remember admitting to who I was speaking to that we still operated on a, an analog calendar, a paper calendar. <laughs> and here we are running effectively four crews on a paper calendar. And you guys literally just changed it a year ago and and switched all over to just a simple Outlook calendar that we can all share. And it's it's changed our lives. And it was five years in the making trying to change this calendar and for a number of different reasons. Reasons that I validate, that once I get into and understand what the support staff would go through to schedule those, I understand the hurdles that we were creating by going digital. But what we didn't know is the amount of time we would save and how the resources would be abundant because of how we tracked it and how it was shared. It was a, it was overnight change.
0: You know what I think about is the analogy is like, there's a lot of ways to move rocks around. And if you want to use a wheelbarrow, that's great. But there is an invention called a pickup truck. And that can move a lot more rocks a lot faster with less work on your end. And I really think that when it comes to being proactive and understanding digital tools, like your business doesn't exist in a vacuum. It is part of a world where people are buying and using pickup trucks. And if you continue to use your wheelbarrow, there is an expiration date on when that becomes effective. And I mean, frankly, it was probably a while ago. But with that, like we don't want to bash your company if, if this is what's gotten you here, but just point out some tools that have been really helpful for us. You know, I think back to you know I, I spent you know about 5 years in a business where every time we sold a fireplace it was a handwritten order i'd mark it up photocopy it and fax it over to the person in purchasing and like that was our operating procedure and the business was like was a successful business in its own right but there was a lot of extra work and man hours and things like that that could have easily been avoided if we would have had the tools available to us that that we now have. So with that grant, I think it'd be awesome just to jump into like what are some simple basic tools that a company can start with if they're nervous about like, man, how do I start to make this leap in making my life easier with some digital tools?
1: Yeah. So I'm gonna let you start with the list of tools, but I just want to make I want to mention just one thing, Tim. You you talked about wheelbarrow to pickup truck and it like kind of sparked in my mind like, well, that's such a great example. And and why it's such a good example is you can't just Get in a truck and drive it. Oh yeah! You got to practice. You got to get trained. You got to you got to understand it, and then all of a sudden it's easier. And, and in my notes here, when we were talking about this, I, I put hard gets easy. It's hard at first, and that's the challenge, that's the hurdle, but that it it does get easier, just like the pickup truck. All of a sudden, we can't imagine hauling rocks in a wheelbarrow. but learning curve to driving a pickup truck is strong, and and our our, our transfer over to a digital calendar was was that. It was difficult at first, but it got easy as we learned it. It's so good. You know, and uh, I'll take credit for the analogy,
0: but thinking about the prep work to drive was definitely not in my mind, but you're right. It works. And it's it's the truth. And, but the cool thing is that like the learning curve to driving a truck, what six months to learn how to drive a car. And honestly, it's probably about the same with your business. Like over like six months from now, you could be making major changes and, and, you know, working in the, in the digital world. Yeah. Okay. Let's jump into this. I, I think that, that one of the, First things a company can do, and again, I always go towards simple and free when possible. But one of the first things a company can do when trying to move from analog to digital is having a shared Google Drive. I think that this is so critically important. You know, inside of a Google Drive, you can store customer information. You can have files for your different customers, for where different jobs are in the sales pipeline. Installers can take pictures on their phones of the job. You know, your, your uh, person that goes out for all of your, your pre-site inspections can take pictures before it goes in, and it's all stored in one central place in an organized way that anybody can access.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's basically if, if people are more familiar with Microsoft stuff using like Excel and Word, but being able to share it and work on it together with other team members and, and that type of stuff has, has changed changed businesses. And like I think of just the Tim and I's partnership and how, how would we do what oh, we're it doing It lives together. in Google Drive it lives in google drive everything lives in google drive but it is it is a tough i can relate to i'm still kind of converting over to understanding exactly how all that how how google works um, but what I will tell you is it works very similar to Word. It works very similar to Excel. There's just a sharing component that is uh, a little bit of a learning curve, but just makes it super easy to constantly be updating versus sending spreadsheets back and forth to each other.
0: Yeah, there's nothing worse than sending a spreadsheet out and like, hey, is that version 3? Oh, <laughs> delete it because, you know, this is version 4. Or like, oh, wait, okay, the pricing for that manufacturer, no, 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 that was from September 1st. You need the one that's from September 5th, you know, when... We when... when you have stuff in a shared Google drive, whatever's in there can always be the one that's up to date. And and I think like, you know, I've worked with a couple of businesses on this that, that didn't have a system for taking pictures and things like that with their installations, you know, man, like it's so powerful in your Google drive just to have some basic file folders. Like the first one is unsold jobs. The second one is sold, but not installed. And then the third one is complete past installations. And, and Every time you sell a job, or like when you when you go to bid a job, you make an inside of the file unsold jobs. You make a new file for that customer, and all the information goes inside of it: the preview form, the pictures from the job, any notes on the order, like everything goes inside of there. And then when it when it gets sold, but it's not installed, it just moves from the the not sold folder into the sold folder. And then now any notes about the inspection, the permit, any you know complications on the installation, it all goes in there. And then when it's done. It gets moved over with the serial number and and you know warranty information into the past customer job. Now you know people that are listening to this that that have you know advanced point of sale systems are kind of laughing at me, being like Tim, like we've got a point of sale system that does that. Amazing. We're gonna get to point of sale systems in a little bit. But for many companies, this is a very simple way to track it. And like I'm pretty sure Google Drive is free as long as you're under 30 gigs. Like you can go a while. And even now with like what we pay for for the FireTime network, it's it's not a lot because you know, I think you can even get like for like 20 or 30 bucks a month, you can get a pretty substantial amount of data. So I, I think that that's a great place to start. Very, very simple. And some people may frown on it as being too simple, but I think it's very effective.
1: Yeah. I mean, once you get into Google drives, you realize all the tools are, are there to make your life easier, whether it's the calendar or any of the other ones. And I'm really glad you went over the cost because it is free to a certain point. And yeah, of course, if you store uh, hundreds of thousands of pictures on there. You can fill it up pretty quickly. But these are, these are um, shared uh, resources that get you to the next point. And, and realistically, a few pictures here and there you know, can be a, a smaller space. Yeah, you know, and
0: some of people ask me, like, well, what do you think about other cloud-based memory services like Dropbox and things like that? I think they're super valuable. And actually, I I use Dropbox for other things. But the reason that I like Google Drive for a business is, like you mentioned, Grant, all the built-in tools. Like, it's got a word processor. It has a spreadsheet system. It has basically the equivalent of PowerPoint for presentations. It It has forms, which we'll get to in a minute. But the beauty of this is that they all can, like me and you, can be on the same Google Sheet updating it at the same time time so it really allows for collaboration and always keeping what's on there current yeah and that that goes so far okay uh here's where I want to go next grant and, I, and I'd love to tee you up so uh one of the biggest things a company can do if they are not currently is to upgrade and use effectively a point of sale system and and this is something that that you know many of the companies I've worked for have either not had a point of sale system at all or or not used one very effectively. And again, you can still run a good business without a point of sale system, but holy cow, it's like, imagine you got like a a 15 foot like pile of gravel and you got to move it. Well, you can put it in a wheelbarrow or you can hire like, you know, a dump truck. Like the point of sale system is like the dump truck. It moves that gravel very quickly. It's made to do it. I'd love to hear you talk about what has investing in a point of sale system done for you and what can it do for other businesses as well.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I have a unique experience, Tim. So when I came into the business, we had already were in the works of our new point of sale system. Okay. And uh, so my experience is that it's always been there, but I, I was involved when it Was implemented and it was a struggle. I mean, a struggle. Uh, First of all, a number of different opinions on how to do what we need to do through it. It's not, these systems aren't necessarily made exactly for you based on the process and systems you already have. So you have to cater what you do to the point of sale system. So just like I was talking about earlier, hard gets easy. It was definitely a, a one year struggle. And, and, uh the name is evisys which we uh highly recommend nowadays but evisys early on was was kind of a curse word in here it frustrated mm. a lot of different people but as i've uh navigated my journey within this company and how i've been able to to strategically understand my business i couldn't have done it without a point of sale system i think about this business you know um kind of falling into to my Uh, responsibility seven, eight years ago. And I think of how I've used the point of sale system to understand this company. And I couldn't have done a lot of the things that I am doing now without that. And you just take inventory, for example, Tim and I, have traveled around and, and met with multitude of different uh, retailers uh, in and around United States and and Canada and it seems that inventory systems are still rarely being it's used It's like the number one problem of most companies Yeah and I think I think it's if you are listening to this podcast and you're uh, doing a revenue north of a million dollars and even a little bit less than that, you have to have an inventory system. Even if it's a minimal amount of inventory, you need to have it. Uh, and and one, well, seen, I'm just going to cut you off. I, I've seen you walk into businesses and say to the
0: business owner, you take a look at the warehouse and you tell the business owner, $50,000 of your personal salary is sitting right here in this warehouse. Yep.
1: If you don't if you don't have a way to track it or understand it or see how it you know it, it, what your inventory levels are year to year basis what is turning and what is not turning you really effectively are losing hundreds of thousands of dollars in your bottom line like direct bottom line and with like the wood stove changeouts and with all the things and regulations in our industry and how we're going to have to be on our inventory moving forward knowing what you have how much you have how often it turns um, you know what it does on a, a calendar And understanding that information is just incredibly valuable. And it tells you more than what you realize. It doesn't just tell you what's there. It tells you when you got it. It tells you where you got it if you have different locations in your your warehouse. So uh, it's an amazing tool that is absolutely necessary. But I I definitely don't want to lose it to be lost on me that it's incredibly difficult. And there is a few other uh, systems out there that you can use that probably have... um, the same advantages or 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 and, and disadvantages as Evasys, it really comes down to, are you willing to change your business around that PO system? Because if you're not, yeah. you will waste your time with a POS yeah. system. You have to change your business around it and understand how that POS system can work. When I was handed this business, I only had one tool and it was Evasys. And it was a tool that I used by just t- tracking high-end revenue. And if I I'm... I will check the sales report five times a day. The team knows that I check it because I'll go down and celebrate wins with them as soon as they have a sale. But why do I track that? Because that tells me my business for the next two months. And I want to have a constant heartbeat on that. And without a POS system, I wouldn't have had when I took over this business the five years previous to compare to, to understand my business and moving forward, I wouldn't have the constant updates of how my business is doing. Therefore I wouldn't be able to react or, or transition or pivot like I need to in this business.
0: You know, it's so good. I think, you know, some daunting questions would be to ask yourself like how many installations have you had in the last month versus the year prior? Are you up? Are you down in just the number of installations? Right? Yeah. So, okay. So your, your total revenue was, uh, you know this much this month like what was it compared to this much this much that month last year like how much did salesperson a do this year versus versus this month last year like there's this this data is there's a a central point of all of your data and that's the key thing is like keeping your customer records your sales information your pos in that central place versus like i used to literally have like well, here's the file cabinet from ordering for this company. Here's the file cabinet for ordering for this company. And then we keep yeah. all of our
1: quotes over here. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. And we were there. You know, I mean, John Maxwell talks a lot about the lid of leadership. And he talks about how businesses cannot surpass the leadership lid of the person running the company. And I would say that it's even more pronounced for digital. I think that your lid and scalability is minimized in an analog version. And with the way the world is and what consumers need nowadays and how you have to operate your business and keep costs down, digital is, is your lid and the more digital you become as a company, uh, you'll be able to scale and grow your business beyond what you thought you could. Yeah, it's terrific. Okay. I want to keep moving
0: because we have a lot of things and we'll see how many we can get to, um, Let's actually dovetail though. So, one of the effects of, of having a point of sale system is that you start to have a central point of data, and it means you can start thinking a little bit bigger and more holistically about your business. And, and you mentioned earlier in this conversation that you made the switch from an analog calendar to a digital calendar for your installation scheduling. And that wouldn't have been yeah. possible without your point of sale system. So, building on the momentum of that, talk about what switching that calendar has done, and can you maybe just talk about like, how that works exactly?
1: Yeah. So we literally used to have a, a, you know, a two foot wide by, I don't know, 17 inches tall book, a paper schedule with the four crews or two crews or three crews. And we'd write in, in the time periods, just like an outlook calendars laid out basically, but we would write it in. And there was just like you were talking to him, certain information that had to be on there and certain signs that met certain things. When I took over responsibility, the one thing I realized right away is someone called in sick and I couldn't navigate because I'd have to get to work to, to look at the schedule to see what I would yeah. have to do. That was the first, like pfft, I have to go to work to figure this out at six thirty in the yes, morning.
0: It's six in the and morning. We and I gotta... all
1: have to get there and figure this out when like, there's ways that we should know this. And, uh, so that was like my first understanding like okay we got to digital make this digitized and so I pushed the support staff maybe four four years ago that hey this is something that we need to be on the radar and my support staff is our end all be all they they keep the glue and every hold everything together here and but they're a slow moving bunch like they have to kind of warm up to certain things and so I I I kind of let them know at that time that that was something I was thinking about they have to process through certain things and have to understand everything that they're doing which I appreciate and rely on heavily. Well they the, they're the gatekeepers 100%. of your process so it's natural for them to be conservative with taking
0: on and new they things. they do not make
1: a decision without understanding it as much as they possibly can and I and I appreciate that. Where I'm I am a little bit different. I'm a risk taker and willing to dive in and learn as we go. It's a great balance between us. So the reason that I felt like, though, the, the calendar was absolutely necessary is that we are scaling. We are growing. We have different divisions of our company, new construction, the retrofit side, different amount of crews, but we have to share those crews to maximize you know, what we do here. And so we really had just got to a point where we couldn't do the paper schedule. First of all, it looks funny to the customer nowadays. I just have to admit, it looked funny to the customer. We'd even have customers kind of joke uh, like about the CB radio that's going to come out next to coordinate to the installers (laughs) and things like that. So I think that appearance, but, but most importantly, having that information shared with every, everyone, I have an outside sales rep. He now knows at all times on his phone that there, what his schedule is. He knows immediately when it changes. He can save space in there before he calls because he's talking to someone. And he doesn't want Christina to fill that, who is his support staff member, to fill that void. So it's constant accessibility, but also it allows you to maximize the schedule. So where in the past we have had four crews, uh, this year we have grown an exponential amount with the same amount of crews. And I would say that our install coordinator has done an amazing job, but it's because of Outlook being a digital resource that she can utilize and constantly be updating. Therefore, warehouse installers and everybody know what's happening right away. So, what's happened this year is she is able to maximize. Through the digital schedule when things postpone or we don't get product, she is able to pivot on the whim and know exactly what jobs are available because we color code them and what jobs she can move up because we, we, we track that stuff. And so she's been able to maximize the schedule through the digital outlook calendar because of constantly being updated and everybody having access to it.
0: Well, and I like that you're saying this, like, you're just doing this in Outlook. So yeah. again, if you're listening to this as like a very sophisticated company, you might be like, oh, well, we use, you know, Service Titan, or there's a million yeah. programs out there that are really, like, dude, God bless you, amazing. But if you're a company just starting out, like everybody's got Outlook and you're saying that like you can run a very successful four crew installation team in nothing but
1: Outlook. Oh absolutely and I would recommend it actually. I, I think it running separate of Evisys has been uh, a blessing it being directly on our phone and we can switch over our calendars in comparison to those calendars like Steve knows as a new construction outside sales rep if he's available or can use our lead installers uh, availability on the whim. So it's it's a, an amazing tool that a allows you to just maximize your people realistically. Yeah, it's so good. You know, I'm thinking back to season one of
0: the podcast. One of the very first episodes we had was with Eric Camp, who at the time, he was a competitor of mine in Portland, but he ran a top flight installation company. And we've talked about it in the podcast. They did all their scheduling and outlook. And he said the same thing as you is like, I want simplicity. And this gives me the scalability of like what digital offers, but in
1: a really simple way. Yeah. And I think about like how our team's constructed. We have uh, three retail installation teams uh, and we have one, one and a half new construction team. So as the schedules go out, you know, new construction slows down in the fall and winter. And it's been amazing to watch the coordination between that and pull retail jobs over to the new construction schedule, because it's just evident that those jobs are there, that they can do them and that they're needed. And vice versa. So it's been an amazing tool to allow us to constantly navigate between the teams and maximize that week's schedule. Tim, one thing you know about me is I don't lose a day. My my no. mantra is that I don't lose a day. I don't, I don't care if I have to have my grounds guy out ass- assisting an install to make sure that those days work. And now what it does is, I mean, we have revenue on every single installation that goes on Outlook. So I can look on that schedule and know the revenue that we're producing that week. And it's so good. And it's amazing because then we have tracking that we did revenue last year. So I know on a week to week basis, if we're hitting numbers that we should, and uh, we're also now booking based on revenue too, which is a whole nother topic, but Outlook has expedited how we can coordinate our installs and that 18, 19% we've seen this year with the same amount. Installation crews just comes down to coordinator efficiency, and that digital tool has been a huge part of that. We'll get back to our conversation with Grant
0: Falco in just one minute. Hey, as you're listening to this podcast and thinking about, you know, man, where do I start with these digital systems? I I know that our sales team would be better if we could just keep track of our customers. We don't have any kind of a follow-up system. We we don't know where people are at in the in the sales pipeline. If this is your business, The truth is that you're leaving a ton of money on the table. And and the cool thing is that if you've been successful without having these things under control, it's going to be like pouring gasoline on a fire once you start using them. But if this is you, you you need to take advantage of Wi-Fi. There's no way around it. Wi-Fi is a digital sales system, and, and it does a lot of things. Number one, it writes up customized estimates instantly for your customers, which is amazing, right? Everybody knows what it's like to be in the busy season with that giant stack of estimates. But beyond that... Wi Fi organizes all of your customers in one place so that both you and your sales team always know where things are at. What stage of the pipeline are they at? Have you been out for the in home visit yet? Do you need to call and ask for a deposit? Wi Fi will let you and your team know instantly what to do next, and it also will help automate the follow up process so that your team starts to become more effective than ever if if you feel like your sales are out of control maybe you're making them but it's not on purpose you're not managing the process WiFire can help you do it. Now, we have a waiting list available. So you can sign up today by going to WiFire.com and clicking that button that says sign up. There's been a huge backlog of customers and we are moving as quick as we can to get them onboarded. But if you want to get your name on the list, go to WiFire.com and click the button that says sign up. You can place your deposit and you'll secure your spot on the list so that we can get you going as soon as possible. If you want to start writing estimates up instantly and taking control of your sales process, you need to check out WiFire.com. The next thing I want to talk about as far as a digital tool, it kind of actually springboards out of Google Drive because if you have a Google Google Drive, it's one of the free tools that comes with it, but it is Google Forms. You know, one of my favorite contributions that I was able to make at Fireside was transitioning our in-home estimates from analog to digital. So we went into Google Forms and basically just created a preview form, right? And so, you know, what's the customer's name? What's their address? What product are they looking at? Are there any pictures that, that you know, have something weird on it? What's the scope of work for the job? Is there gas line? Is there not? This thing is like pretty long and pretty involved and, and we have some like you can set conditional logic up on it if you get really fancy. So like if you mark that it's a wood-burning unit, certain questions disappear. If you mark that it's a gas-burning unit, certain questions appear. But you don't need to do that at the beginning. But what we did is, so the the person going out has an iPad. They can take pictures of the job right there, upload it to the Google Drive. And as they're filling out this form, the beauty is they're doing it on-site right there. And when they're done, they hit send. And you can set this up to where a copy of it, it becomes a PDF that goes into the Google Drive, you can just put that right in the customer's folder to store it, and it also goes straight to the salesperson. So that way the salesperson instantly sees, okay, my job was looked at, here's what they found, here's the, you know, the final unit that needs to be there, I can roll with it. You know, you can even set this up to go to the scheduling team if you want. But we found this was tremendous and it it eliminated so much time that was spent like scribbling up a form and then waiting till the end of the day and maybe the estimator like forgot to leave it on the salesperson's desk and then something happened coffee gets spilled on it it's, it's all messed up it's so simple but the digital preview form if you haven't done this like you can literally do this for free and it will transform the way that you do your in home previews and the efficiency at which you do them with.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's my main experience with Google. You know, Google Drive is, is through the forms, whether it's, you know, the spreadsheet version or the Word version. And it, it is an amazing, it's just amazing how interactive they are and how they can be hosted in one place and everybody has access to it. And that just is a life changer. And I think one of the things that as you go through the journey of making a the change from analog to digital, Over and over again, you realize that you don't know how impactful it's going to be in a positive way. You do know how difficult it's going to be and the things that you're going to sacrifice. But what's really difficult is to understand how much better it will make your life, how much easier it will make your life. And the truth is, over and over again, when you make that choice to change it's rewarded, you know, shortly thereafter that hard stuff gets a little bit easier. Oh, so good, man. Okay.
0: Uh, I want to talk about a couple more things. Okay. I'm going to give one really simple tool. Um, another thing. So like when, when I was managing showrooms, we kept a digital schedule. So we had a couple showrooms, but even if your business just has one, I would have a schedule that lists out like the days of the month and who's responsible for working that day and the schedule's always up to date. Everybody's got a shared link, and at any time, they can just go in and check the schedule. So that way, there's never an excuse for someone not knowing they were working, or if someone calls in sick, kind of like you, know you, Grant, with the installation coordinator. I don't have to drive into the office to find my paper schedule. I can just update it right there. That's been a simple tool for me that has been actually really profound, especially like running five showrooms, being able to manage, okay, who's in what showroom? What days are they working? Can they take a vacation on this day? That's really big. Where I want to pivot, though, to ask you is like, there's a a digital tool that has really helped both of us. And very often when we go and give like presentations or when you post things on social media, people are like, oh my gosh, Grant, like I can't believe your slides. I can't believe like how good your content is on social media. And truly for anybody who's like a digital novice, like there is a totally free secret out there that will absolutely turn you into, into a professional.
1: Yeah, and I appreciate you letting me tell everybody. Um, And a lot of people utilize this tool already, Tim, as we found out when we posted on the Firetime Magazine Instagram page, but that tool is canva.com. And and, and it's so much to explain and there's... We'll, we'll link we'll link to it in the show notes c a n v a. yeah. Com. I mean, it's just it's an amazing tool that you I could spend hours on truthfully. Uh, as Tim and I started this journey, when Tim asked me to kind of start speaking and presenting, and I said yes, reluctantly because I don't know if it's really in my nature, although I am getting more comfortable with it, I don't know if I would have been able to do it without canva. I can honestly say that there were certain roadblocks in my in my path to doing this presentation, and other than running a business and having you know two or three kids at the time, uh, the biggest obstacle was putting the presentation together in a way that I understood and wanted to and was easy and canva. Expedited that process, and actually, I now use Canva presentations as a way to organize my thoughts. They have amazing templates that you can utilize, and it 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 really simplifies some really difficult processes. And presentations is only one way that they it yeah. helps you. There's a number of different ways, whether it be social media posts or posters, designing, marketing, and brochure, marketing design, yeah. and on and on. They just have universal templates that you can use. And again, Tim, like we talked about earlier, this is a free tool to a certain extent. And for for both of us, we've used it free almost exclusively, correct? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so there there is awesome stuff, even if you paid for it. I'm not saying don't do that, but this tool is hugely impactful. I have store meetings that I run on a Canva presentation. I put together my responsibility chart for my company through Canva. It saves everything so I can go back to 2020's responsibility chart and 2020 or 2019's responsibility chart within Canva because I've done them all within there. Just an amazing tool for someone who wants to get stuff done fast and in a professional way. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, I, I love that tool and you know, it, it,
0: it's it's a digital tool that gives you every template you can imagine. And I would say like anytime I am doing something that involves graphics myself personally, it's in Canva. If if I'm outsourcing to a graphic designer, then like they're going to use whatever they use. But, but this will make you a very good graphic designer to take care of a lot of things like social media posts, designing
1: brochures, posters. Well, I mean... It's- Social media is such an overwhelming task for so many people still to this day because we overthink it and we want to do all these different posts, but we don't, we don't have a way to narrow it down to what we should do. And I just, I look at, I'm looking at it right now and I see social media posts and it even specifies Instagram, Facebook. It gives you the right sizes. It gives you suggestions and examples. It will give you Instagram story, uh, the right sizes and examples. And just, it's an inspiration to people that are just getting started on social media to just make it easier. And then not to mention, it looks super professional. It looks like you've hired someone to do it. Yeah. So good.
0: So the next tool is a CRM, which stands for customer relationship management and, if, if you yourself are in sales or you have anybody that works for you or with you in sales, a CRM is absolutely necessary. So when I first came in, into the industry and, and got into sales, I was kind of told like, well, Oh, you were an installer. So now you go get to sell. So my understanding of the job was it meant sit at a desk and when people come in, answer questions and don't do anything else. And that's not actually what a salesperson is. I, I would argue that truthfully, like 75% of being a salesperson is the way that you do follow-up and sending emails and phone calls and text messages and pursuing opportunities. And yeah, and and only like 25% is talking on the showroom floor, but there's no way you can do that without some way to manage all of your customer information. You know, and it used to be the Rolodex, right? You had a Rolodex with basic customer info and index cards that we'd pull out, make a phone call, put it back in. And that's great. But again, it goes back to like the wheelbarrow versus the pickup truck. There's these tools now called CRM systems that can really help the way you run a business. Now, Uh, You've heard me say this on the podcast before. I'll preface this, that there are many big expensive CRM systems that are amazing. The problem with them is that if you want to get started, you cannot dip your toe in the water. You need to crush every system you've ever built in your business and rebuild it around the CRM, which may be the right choice for your company, but it, it may not be. Especially when there's other, you know, simple tools available. So like my recommendation for a lot of companies is like I have a I have a template CRM in Google Sheets that, you know, if anyone wants to email me, I'm happy to send it to you. But basically it's a sales management system where you can set up essentially a spreadsheet for your team. And this is a pretty intricate spreadsheet that's got a lot of conditional logic and formatting and stuff like that on it. But basically you enter a customer's information in when they get a bid, you can track the stage of the sales pipeline that they're at. You can get a live reading of like how many dollars of sales you've closed closed. closed and and the beauty is that because it's on google sheets and not excel the document is always live so you as a sales manager can sit at home and look at like okay how's susan doing this month how's joe doing this month oh okay have they been following up their customers what was the last date that they that they you know touch base on on this one project it really helps you manage your team and actually as an individual salesperson this gives you so much freedom like You know, working retail is awesome, but there's constraints, right? Like the store's got to be open certain hours. And if you're listening to this as a retail salesperson, like truthfully, don't tell your boss I said it. But like, if you have a CRM that's totally full of customers and you've proven that you know how to work the phones, work emails, move customers down the pipeline, I am totally confident that you could walk into your boss and say, hey, I need one day a week to work from home and I am going to do nothing but work through the sales pipeline of my CRM and at the end of the week, let's check how much revenue I made and if it works, let's do it again the next week. Like there is so much power in understanding your book of business, but for many companies, they don't even track like what opportunities do I have open? Like how many times they've been called back? Where are they in the sales process?
1: Yeah, and Tim, it's because a lot of us don't need to in the season. The demand is so strong that we've been able to, you know, make do. I mean, when I first started doing estimates for this company, we didn't follow up on the estimates. Like we would issue the estimate in the home and we wouldn't even follow up on it. And I remember thinking, what? No, wait, how? I don't understand. Like that's the, that we have to follow up. And I think that a lot of companies don't have to, because the demand is so great and where the CRM spreadsheet is so valuable is yeah, right now we have demand for our, are what we do and man you can do very little to sell a lot of product right now but there is going to come a time when that's not the same and that crm spreadsheet is going to be what gets you through it true lifeline yep mining it when the customers aren't coming in what do you do you take advantage of every customer that did come in and every possible lead right now i literally have a sales staff that has too many leads they cannot manage at the volume of leads that are coming in that's not always going to be the problem It's a problem right now, but it's not always going to be a problem. And that CRM spreadsheet and that pursuit is what will change your business when uh, the demand isn't there for us.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. Okay, I want to hit this last one because I think this this is so cool. So, we talked about this a while ago. We met in the Minneapolis airport about six months ago. We were flying out together to go work with some dealers and we were just talking, you know, kind of trading secrets on like new stuff that we'd done and had been, had been thinking about. And we both had talked about, Hey, you know, we've never talked about our personal calendars. And literally you were like, I want to show you something. Just, it might be helpful. This is kind of the way that I manage my personal calendar. And you showed me, and it was literally the same thing as what I did And it was on your personal calendar, having a template calendar for how you want your week to be laid out. And again, you can only do this really effectively on like a digital platform, but I'd love to hear you talk about this.
1: Well, we all have uh, many responsibilities, but we only have so much time in a day. And what we do is we make a list of responsibilities, whether on a piece of paper or in our head. But if you don't put them on a calendar, you don't know how long it's going to take you you don't know how much time you do have and you can't do all of them within one day. So it creates this undue stress and burden that you just can't overcome. And I did recently uh, a word of the week on the FireTime network community, and it was about, me fighting laziness and procrastination. And I say like this digital calendar. And again, I go back to outlook as just a digital calendar has changed my production simply because it allows me to plan out and focus on each and every day, each and every week, each and every task. And what you're speaking to is how you and I both have a list of responsibilities that we know of and we know our job is to do x y and z well i account for that time i account for that 12 12 months a year every week because i need to work on those things now what i work on and fill that time with i put in that sunday before or the week before and i get specific on if it's marketing on monday afternoons my focus is because it's the beginning of the month planning the rest of the month out for the next month and getting that sent off to our advertising person. The specifics aren't in there, but every Monday afternoon I work on marketing marketing. and every Wednesday is catch up. Every Thursday is employee focused. Now I'm speaking very general. There's more specifics in each and every day, but yeah, planning it out and taking your responsibilities. Like I was thinking about this morning, I'm responsible for personnel. I'm responsible for marketing I'm responsible for buying all the product. I'm responsible for accountability. I have to do those things, but I don't have time to do those things, right? We're working in the business. We don't have time unless you schedule it, unless you make time for it. And that's where that digital calendar just is a end all be all.
0: Yeah, it's so good. You know, like the the biggest change for me, if you're listening to this and you're a manager or an owner that's overly busy, I would tell you to, you know, get a digital calendar, and and what I do is I create a second calendar. So kind of like, Grant, how you've got all the views of those installation calendars where you've got, like, your wife's calendar, the new construction calendar. I do the same thing, but one of those calendars is my template calendar, and I always leave it up. And and I do this every quarter. Every quarter I I look and I say, what do I want the flow of work to be? And I leave a lot of open space. I mean, probably 30% of my calendar is left open, but for 70% of it I'm, I'm booking where, like, you know, Two hours on Monday mornings, I've got set aside for project time. Now, I'm not saying which project, but like this is project time. Tuesday and Thursday mornings, I've got a big chunk set aside for meetings. And and you might find that like a sales rep comes in and then you get pulled out of what you were doing. And then, uh, you know, uh, somebody, somebody wants a one-on-one to talk about how an installation job went that day. And then you get pulled out of what you were doing. What I have found is that even just having template time set aside for meetings, two to three days a week, is a game changer so that when someone comes in and says, can you meet, you don't look at your watch and think like, oh, well, I got like seven minutes and I, I guess I could push. What you do is you look at your calendar, you look at Tuesday morning or Thursday morning, which is where your you know your template meeting time is set aside, and you see what specific appointments have been there. And if there's open space in that allotted window, then you say, yeah, I can meet with you on Tuesday. And... and you know sure there's emergencies where you can flex to to accommodate but generally speaking having that template calendar really starts to put things in a box and and i found for me over the last like really about the last year that this has been a just a total game changer in how i have been able to manage my time my productivity
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's one of those things now that I, I, I use it and have it. I, I just, I don't understand how I was effective without it. I think about like the priority list and when people ask you to do things, and I feel like everybody's asked to do a number of things and we're all asked to do those things within a timeline. And we all make uneducated decisions on a daily basis saying, we'll get to that on Thursday when it's Wednesday When you have 40 hours of things you've already committed to, but you don't know that because you don't have it on the schedule. You don't have it planned out. Yes. And so you end up burdened and totally anxiety filled because you're constantly sacrificing other things by saying yes, because you're not managing them on a digital calendar.
0: One of the best pieces of advice I ever got was from a book called Indistractable. And what it said is, if it is something important that you need to do, it goes in your calendar. And And that was such a game changer. Like when I look at, I mean, I do this every week in my weekly review and every morning before I start my day, what do I have on my plate? And like, if it's important, it's in my calendar with time on it. Yep. And I can look to see, am I overbooked today or underbooked yep. today? And if I'm overbooked, I start offloading things yep. and I just, well, I'll email and say, you know what, I'm sorry, I'm not going to get this done today.
1: Yep. And it allows you to push it to tomorrow. You're not just pushing it out. You're pushing it to another time to focus on doing it, which is hugely yeah. powerful with the calendar.
0: Yeah. Grant, man, this has been so good for me and I hope it's been valuable for you guys. I know that we're going through a lot very quickly. I'm looking at my list here, right? Like we covered, you know, a Google drive point of sales system, CRM, a digital preview form, a digital calendar for your installation team, a digital schedule for your showroom team, Canva, and then finally this personal calendar template. But I think that this is really good, man. Is there anything else that, that you want to say before we sign off?
1: Yeah. You know, Tim, I think in the journey of leadership and, and, and everybody's on that journey, whether you want to believe it or not, I think that it's really important to focus on digital for, for one re- really big reason. Digital allows you to track. So as I've navigated this business in the last eight years, I haven't been able to track, record and report on every single metric that I think is necessary. But going digital allows you to start tracking that. So let's say you start tracking today with going digital. And I can think of a number of different scenarios. And one of them is like door swings with Lobby Central. We track every customer that comes in, what they look for, if they're a valued customer or not, which we value every customer, don't get me wrong, but are they asking for a salesperson? Little things like that, I haven't been able to do much with that information until recently, but I've been doing it for a year and a half. So I can go back a year and have comparables to get better. So I would say digital is a big part in scaling your business, tracking it, reporting it and recording is a huge part of your business and they kind of go hand in hand.
0: Yeah. So good, man. This has been awesome. You know, as always, thanks a ton for being
1: on the show. Thanks for having me, Tim.
0: Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Grant Falco. I think there's so much value there. And and what's amazing about this is you don't have to do it all at once, and you don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? You know, if you've got some analog systems that work well, don't fix what's not broken. But in, in areas where you're coming up against friction, where, where you feel like you know, there might be a better way to do this, there might be some more efficiency, if we, you know, if we had an inventory system, if we had a, a, a CRM, which stands for you know, Customer Relationship Management, if we had that kind of a system for our sales team, it's worth pushing into. And, and there's a lot that we covered. I mean, we you know, count all the tools. There, there's a bunch of them. But to start with one, you know, may, maybe you start with the CRM system. And, and like I mentioned, there's a free one that I'd be happy to send you. It's, it's literally a Google Sheet template, but it will change the way you run your sales team. You can send me an email, and I, I'd be happy to pass that on to you. But but whatever it is, I would recommend picking one thing and start working on it. And then, and then you open up the next one, and the next one, and the next one. Uh, as you start to incorporate digital tools into your business, you're going to find it frees up more time for the big things that matter. I find with a lot of business owners, especially in the busy season, they're they're slaving away at, with all these hours. You know, they get this giant stack of estimates on their desk, and all day long they're just putting together quotes. Well, you know, the estimate is super important, but but your time shouldn't be spent like opening up five different price books to try to find these different SKU numbers and hit copy and paste to put them into your point of sale system, like. You know, your time should be spent on on things that are more valuable than that, that are actually growing your business and connecting with customers and, you know, doing the estimates. So my belief when it comes to digital tools is if it can automate tasks that that right now I'm doing that are not really like a value add, like I would argue, you know, copying and pasting part numbers out of five different price books, that it's not a value add. Anybody can do that. So so let's find ways to automate some of that stuff. you know when it comes to scheduling and and let's get that on a digital calendar rather than paper so that this can be done remotely. we can we can look and move things around and pivot very quickly. It's powerful. and, and I know that it's scary and, and I'll tell you that stuff breaks along the way as you're, as you're making these changes, there's no way around it that that things break and you have to be okay with that because ultimately the destination is worth it. So, my hope for you is that is that there's a lot you can take away from that, and like I said at the beginning of the episode, you might want to listen to it again to really think about what's going to be the highest priority item for us. Now, as we round out here, if this podcast has been a blessing for you and you want to support it financially, you can go to the website patreoncom itsfiretime and support this monthly. And, and honestly whatever you want to or are able to give is incredibly appreciated. I mean, I am I'm floored at the generosity of of the people that listen to this and you know our our commitment is is that we feel an obligation like we are on the hook to deliver the highest quality content and and literally every single season of the podcast I I do try to do a lot of reflection thinking about what did we just cover? What do we need to go into in the next season because there's a there's a burden to to serve this audience and and we don't take it lightly so you know we, we thank you for doing that it, it you know it helps us get equipment and and uh, outsource some of the administrative work so that we can really focus on delivering the best content now as we sign off today I, I want to ask you to do one thing you know listening to this if, if you're that business that you're just banging your head against a wall trying to figure out a better way to streamline the process I want you to write down one digital tool that you want to implement and you've got to tell somebody in your company right you got to write it down and tell somebody this is actually going to increase the chances of you doing it as opposed to you just listening and continuing to move on with your day but do that like tell this person hey you know i was listening to this and i I think we need to try it out can we set up a meeting to talk about that some people think they don't have time for this sort of thing and, and i would argue that you know, you, you don't have time to, to not do this. So I hope you got some encouragement. I know there's amazing things that you can do as you start to implement tools for efficiency within your business. So with that, I'm going to wrap up and I can't wait to talk to you guys again next week. It is an honor to get to do this podcast and we'll see you again soon. Thank you for listening to the FireTime Podcast. To learn more, visit the website itsfiretime.com